Hey guys, it's Brittany Wagner from Last Chance to You. You're watching Ref the District. Do you have your pencil? <laughs> no. <laughs> Greetings and salutations. Welcome to After the Whistle here on Ref the District. This is our interview platform that we interview guests across the sports world. I'm Nathan Perry. Here with me, as always, it's The Stoner. And, of What's... course, Trev is here as well. Our guest on? today is a nationally respected athletic academic counselor and motivational speaker. You may know her from the hit Netflix series Last Chance You. And then, of course, her book Next Chance You, Tools, Tips, and tough love for bringing your A-game to life is available the day this episode airs, September 7th. This young lady has helped over 200 football players reach their dreams, and now she's helping us three yahoos reach ours. <laughs> Let's give a warm welcome to Brittany Wagner here on Ref the District. Hey, guys. Oh, thanks. Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, we very much appreciate you taking the time out of your, your day. Uh, we know that you you have a busy day planned here. You're on Good Morning America earlier. So thank you for coming here on Ref the District with us. Absolutely. Thank you. So your book comes out September 7th. This is your first book, Next Chance You. How was that process? And what can you tell us more about the book? Um, the process was brutal. <laughs> I I uh, never in a million years thought that I would write a book. I, I mean, I just never thought any of this would happen to me. So why would anyone care what I had to say in a book? And then I was on Netflix and then here we are. But writing the book was hard. I mean, I'm not an English scholar and I don't know how to write a book. I don't feel like a lot of days I don't know how to write a paragraph. So <laughs> like, you want me to do what? And, right. so, and like, I, you know, and all of a sudden you have a book contract and like, they want me to be the one that actually writes it. And I remember like sitting down, like, I'm, and I had a I had deadlines, you know, and I mean, you got, you got people depending on you to get the job done. And I remember like sitting down like, okay, I'm going to start. I'm going to today I'm going to devote like three hours. I'm going to start writing the book. And I remember like getting in front of my laptop and being like, do I do this in word? Like, I don't know. <laughs> right, right. Like, yeah. I, what do I even do? The little do details I, you don't think about. You know, I'm like, do I do a title page? Like, I don't know. I mean, it's just, you know, you're like, what font am I supposed to use? So anyway, it was, it was rough, but Thank goodness I had um, great people helping me. I had great editors that, you know, were were talented and also kind. I mean, they would read stuff and like send it back and go, mm, try again. Like, hey. <laughs> nice effort. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. All those, all those things you were doing to your students for years, all of a sudden you, they were playing it back to you. Like, okay, yeah, like, that was a good first attempt. I'm like, oh gosh, <laughs> I know what you mean when you say that to someone. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I've become DJ Law. No. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out DJ Law one time. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, you know, it was really good. It was really, it's good to do hard things. It's good mm -hmm. to do things that you don't think you can do. 
Um, it's good to not give up in the middle of it when you want to. There were so many days where I wanted to be like, you know what, maybe this wasn't a good idea. Uh, and I didn't. And the outcome of that to, you know, when, you, when the box arrived at my door and I opened it and it was a box of like my book, mm-hmm. I mean, I could feel it. That's cool, right? There's just a, there's just something about that, that I just, it's just an amazing feeling. And, um, and then to have everybody supporting it and being so excited about it. I mean, it, again, I'm just shocked, overwhelmed, surprised, but super excited for two Nah, years. really? Are you that shocked and surprised? I mean, your last chance, I, you. Like, are you? I am. But you know what? <laughs> like, I wouldn't have been shocked and surprised if it had been like a year after the mm. show, you know? Like, yeah. it's been five years since I've been out there in that way, really. And... So I am a little, I mean, there's that part of you that thinks like, does anyone even remember who I am? Like, do people even still care? Um, so it's been fun to kind of see the reaction. And Tuesday will be fun, a fun day, I hope, uh, when it's the shelves. I think it you will know, be. I hope that that'll be a fun day too. So, yeah. Well, people definitely remember. And people are definitely, all of us, I know we're very inspired by what you what you say and what you're doing and i think it's it's pretty it's pretty remarkable when you look at somebody who finds fame out of nowhere which is what happened to you right you weren't expecting this you didn't go for it it just sort of happened and we usually when that happens to people we see it you go one of two paths one is okay i've got my 15 minutes of fame let me go pursue this fame do whatever it takes hire a talent agent something to that effect Go do all the, the D-list celebrity things out in Hollywood just to keep your name out there. That's one path. And then the other path, which is the one that you took, is the path of I want to continue inspiring people. I want to continue educating. I want to stay in this same path. And that is inspiring. And I know Nathan, Trevor, and myself are very impressed by that. And on behalf, really, of millions of people, we thank you for doing that. We thank you for being that positive influence then rather than the other path, which really doesn't add any value to what we try and do as a, as a culture. And so my question is, was there a, a fork in the road moment? Was there a, a part where you could have taken path A, but instead you took path B? Or was it just a smooth, this is who I am, this is what I do, and I never thought about that other path? <laughs> No, yeah, I don't think any of it's been smooth. Um, <laughs> no, there, there's been several. Uh, you know, like I think one of one defining moment was literally within 24 hours of the show coming out. So I was in LA for the premiere of the show, doing press for Netflix, and the show came out at midnight, season one. Really, none of us had any idea if this was going to hit or not. I mean, mm. I mean, the, even the producer will tell you we were all just like you know, like nobody really knew what was going to happen. And I was in LA, the show hit at midnight. I had like a red eye back to Atlanta um, and then to, and then another connection to Birmingham. And I remember like waking up in LA and I was, I was so insignificant. Like I, I was such a nobody that I had all my notifications turned on for like all my social media because I, had like a hundred friends, you know, on Instagram. <laughs> I mean, my account was private. Like I had a hundred followers. It was no big deal. And 
you know, Netflix, I had opened up my accounts to be public. They had kind of prepped me in that area of what was about to happen. And, and but I didn't turn my notifications off because who I didn't always thinking I was going to be famous, you know, and I wake up in L.A. and I can't even get to the bottom of like my notification <laughs> screen. And I and I remember think like kind of getting that sick feeling in my stomach. Like, what have I done? You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, no, like what has happened? And I got on the plane and thank goodness on a plane, you have to turn your phone off because it was like my last four hours of sanity in my life. And I remember I was sitting on the plane, my best friend texts me and she said, oh my God, Google yourself. And I mm. thought, whatever, you know, like Google is not going to know who Brittany Wagner is. Surprise. And all of a sudden, <laughs> even on Google, it's like, I mean, I remember seeing an article. It says like the top five things you need to know about the new Netflix star, Brittany Wagner. And I'm like, who is this? Like, how do you, <laughs> wow. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> And I clicked on it and none of the five things were true. And I mean, I was like, I don't, this, these people don't even know me, but I, but the plane got took off and I had it in airplane mode. And I remember sitting there being scared to death of like, what was ahead of me and thinking you have four hours, Brittany, to like figure out who you are mm-hmm. because plane lands. If you don't know exactly who you are mm-hmm. and exactly what you're going to do with this platform, they're going to eat you alive. Yeah. And I sat on that plane and I kind of mapped it out like with a piece of paper and a pencil, no lie. Like I kind of wrote down like, this is what, if this, if I blow up, you know, like this is mm-hmm. what I want to do with it. And part of that was not get sidetracked, you know, mm-hmm. not get pulled off course. And, and you know, I wanted to, to take that platform it, honestly, if I'm being honest, I felt like Netflix had used me in a way Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, so I felt like Netflix had used me. I'm about so to subscribe right now. <laughs> portion of me that kind of thought, well, I'm going to use them too. Then, so I'm yeah. going to take this platform that Netflix is going to give me, and I'm going to flip it to help more people than I was helping before. And that's kind of what I did with it and and what the goals were and what they've been all along. Now, I won't lie. I did want to be on Dancing with the Stars. (laughs) You still can. You still can, right? Maybe. I was so mad when they picked the lady from Cheer and they didn't pick me. And I'm like, like, who watches Cheer? (laughs) I don't know. But that that was my only moment of weakness was I was like, why can't I be on Dancing with the Stars? We're going to get you on there. What about Behind the Mask? How about that one? Are you going to get on that one? No. (laughs) I can't even watch that show without Yeah, that's weird. What happened to TV? (laughs) So, uh, Brittany, with the whole Last Chance You thing, I'm always kind of intrigued, like what, what goes on behind the scenes and stuff. How did you guys link together to start this series last chance you because you're the you're the pioneer of it you're, you're the one who started it so like how did it did they find you or like did somebody from your team or the school reach out and say hey we want to do this can we use you and netflix as a platform like how did that come about yeah i know um we so somehow and i don't even know still how this happened but somehow gq magazine got wind of what we were doing at East Mississippi, just as far as pumping the athletes to the next, getting so many athletes to the next mm-hmm. level. We had Chad Kelly at the time, who was kind of a famous mm-hmm. quarterback. Yep. Oh, yeah. And they were intrigued with that whole story. So GQ Magazine did an article on our program 
Um, we had a, a writer who's featured in Last Chance You. He's right at the beginning in episode one. He's leaning against the, the yep. post. Yeah, yeah. He talks about LeGarrette Blunt and yeah, um, yeah. somebody That's else making it. Yeah. Um, and so he's the guy that wrote the article for GQ magazine. Um, they produced that article and then Netflix got wind of that article. And it was from there that Netflix reached out to the school um, about doing the show. Funny story. I was cut from the article. So he followed me around for about six months, Drew did, to write a portion of the article about me, my work, the academic side of college football. And GQ magazine decided to cut that portion out, saying that it didn't appeal to their readers. And so they cut me completely from the article. So I wasn't even mentioned in the article. I cried on the floor of Books A Million when I figured that out. Um, and so when Netflix decided to do the show, they didn't even know I existed. And they, so Drew was actually in the meeting with Netflix going over, you know, who they were going to follow and all that. And Drew was like, wait a minute, where's Brittany Wagner in all of this? And they were like, who's right. Brittany Wagner? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah. like, Boy, were they surprised. They now look, that's that's a diamond. The, you know, that yeah, you in. don't have a show. Last chance, you is Brittany Wagner. Like it is hands down. So I was hands actually down. a last minute ad. Wow, that's crazy. They, they yeah. lucked into that then. They <laughs> absolutely lucked into that. Yeah, yeah, because and and you talked about kind of the 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 show and how it took off a little bit. I noticed a huge difference between season one and season two. Whereas season one, you were just you were the counselor, you were the shoulder, you you know you were the mother figure and all that. But I noticed a difference when you started see, season two, when you were more on the tough love side, and you were a little bit more confident that what you were doing uh, was working and that you needed to continue to do that. Did you notice a change in yourself from season one to season two? Yeah, I did. And I was a little more tough in season two. I think, too, we had a tougher group. That mm -hmm. season two group yeah. was a little tougher. And I don't know that all of them were there to actually play football and be successful and get an academic, you know, degree. Yeah, there for Netflix. I think that by that time the show had blown up, some of those guys were last minute drop downs. And I, and I think there was this allure of I'm going to go there and get famous. Yeah. Um, which changed the For dynamics sure. of, mm -hmm. of the team and how to deal with them a little bit because those types of people were a distraction, honestly, to what the rest of us were trying to do. And so it was tough to like kind of navigate between, you know, who was who's really, real and who's fake. <laughs> yeah, it was tough. Pretty it was much. A tough situation. Yeah. Um, also, I was beyond stressed out with season two because the show came out in July. Season one came out in July. We had a new crop of athletes that also came. Season two guys reported for summer camp in July. So here I am on the road, you know, doing media and press for season one while my season two team is reporting to start their college careers. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to make sure that I'm everything I need to be for them. And then I'm getting inundated with emails, you know, all the fan stuff, interview requests, all that stuff. I have, we have people randomly showing up on campus, like driving from South Carolina on a motorcycle to meet Brittany Wagner and 
like walking in my office and it's like that's not cool and so it, it just, <laughs> none of us knew we didn't know how to deal with it you know i mean my phone my phone number was on the internet because oh. an athletic department and so yeah. People are just calling my phone randomly, and I'm, and so we ended up having to hire somebody that like vetted my calls. I mean, it was just, there was just a lot going on that no, none of us planned for, and I think that all of that was adding like a level of stress to me that I was, you know, I allowed to get the best of me at times, but um, you know, I, I didn't have time as much time to like deal with the BS, so I was a little mm. bit like. Come on. Like, yeah. Straight Come to on. the chase. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, like let's get to it. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was the, the tough love side. <laughs> well, so you are on Ref the District, and we talk DC sports. Do you pay, do you follow the Washington football team at all or any NFL at all, or are you strictly college? No, I follow. Be honest. I, I will be honest. I do follow <laughs> NFL. Um, I. The last time I really was like into Washington football was when Fred Smoot played. Wow! Right, Shout out Fred right. Smoot one time. Yeah. Okay, yeah, all that's right. a good pick. Good pick. Because he's a because he's Mississippi State kid. Right? <laughs> yeah. Funny story. I was actually um, working in the Mississippi State Athletic Department when Fred was an athlete, and I was his class checker. So I had to go to all of Fred's classes to make sure that he was in class. And if he wasn't <laughs> in class, then I would have to call his position coach or go find him and like get into yeah. class. <laughs> and I hated him because. <laughs> <laughs> no, that I didn't sounds hate right. Him. Yeah. I didn't hate him, but I was like, what is, like, why can't this guy go to class? Like, what is mm -hmm. wrong with him? He's Hollywood. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so Hollywood. I was. I was a fan of Washington when he played, but I, uh, I you're a fan again now is what you're about to say. Know that I know. No. Many <laughs> it's fine. Just say like, you're a fan. Who plays for them now? I'm like, oh. well, Ryan uh. Fitzpatrick is our quarterback. Okay. That's it. That's it. Okay. That's he's that's a quarterback. Right. That makes and sense. Logan, Tom, Logan Thomas we just, is our tight end. You know Logan Thomas. He's a quarterback from Virginia Tech, right? No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah sure. <laughs> Brittany, all I need to know, honestly, I don't need to know that you support Washington football team. I just need to know that you don't support the Dallas Cowboys. But you do. <laughs> I heard I heard you. I heard you on talk shop the other night. Yeah, yeah. Brittany, don't let me down. Brittany, don't let me down. It's because of that. Yeah. I understand. Yeah, I understand. Cooper Rush. <laughs> Will, Will Greer. Yeah, Will Greer. He just got signed yeah. the other day. Yeah. I don't know Brittany. who their quarterback is. <laughs> who is it, Brittany? Go ahead. It's Dak Prescott, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Dak attack. Can you support uh -oh. Dak without supporting the Cowboys for us? Can you do that just, just for us? Three? Just for today. How about just, just for, for today. today? Just for the next today 10 minutes or so. <laughs> Brittany Wagner loves Washington football team day. That's yeah. what today is. We'll do a whole watching. proclamation. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Here's the problem. I've never had any guys that I've worked with directly play. Like those are the teams that I typically get involved, invested in, or guys that I've worked with that then go play mm -hmm. for different teams. So I tend to kind of, and then I, and then I like become fans because a fan, because I get invested in like their friends and their teammates. And, and so like Seattle, I was never a Seattle Seahawks fan really until, but Same then thing. I had Jaron Reed 
KJ mm-hmm. Wright was one of my. So it's like all of a sudden I get oh, all wow. these players that I I actually became friends with uh, Shaquem Griffin through just through like That's his dope. story and mm-hmm. and so all of a sudden I'm a Seattle Seahawks fan because it all started with Jaron and then. So anyway, and, and then I have Zadarius Smith with the Packers. So I that, he I was one of your students too. Yeah, no, that's correct. Is it East Mississippi? Like he was, he was. Whoa, yo, that's dope. <laughs> and of course, where, Dakota Allen and Jacksonville. Yeah, where's Dakota? He's in Jacksonville now. Okay. Yeah, Texas oh, yeah. Tech, and then yeah. I don't and know then, uh, Rams he, had him, and then yeah, he's with Jacksonville, and then Chauncey Rivers from season two just yep. made the fifty-three man for the Packers. So he's Saw with that. Me. Awesome. Yeah, so I have my teams that, you know, I've got guys on. Um, DJ Jones, he was in season one or two a little bit. He wasn't one of the featured mm-hmm. ones, but he plays for the 49ers. Um, so I've got, so I've got, cool. I think I have 12 guys in the NFL right now. Danico Autry with the Tennessee Titans. Um, yeah. Anyway. It's pretty big, for, especially for a community college. I mean, a lot of D1 schools don't have that yeah, many no, people yeah. on there. Well, here's the real the – real, um, like kicker, all of the guys that I currently have playing in the NFL also hold college degrees. Mm-hmm. That's, that's yes. that right there. Yep. And yeah. that's because of Brittany Wagner. Amen. Because Literally. you got them there. You got them there. For she sure. now has to class check for all of them. She, yeah. she went from <laughs> class checking just for Fred Smoot to having a class check for all of them. Fred, thank you for preparing her for no, such Fred. a big task. Fred, you've made me who I um, am. Hey, Brittany, real quick. So uh, with last chance, you and the students, what was the most difficult thing for you to accomplish? Was it them getting them to go to class? Was it simply giving them a pencil? Was it making sure they're doing their homework? Like, what was the hardest aspect of the role you played in everybody's lives? Last chance, you. The hardest aspect, honestly, for me was that I was one person, and there were I had two hundred athletes. I didn't just have football. I had two hundred athletes, right. and all of our sports, honestly, were pretty successful, and. The hardest part for me was that I knew they needed more from me mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I couldn't give it. Like there was just only so much I could really give and do because I was one person to 200. And and so the hardest part for me was that I would trying to figure out like, OK, how can I service all of them and do a good job? Like how, how do I you know, if Ronald Ollie needs this level of service, and Chad Kelly needs this level of service. Like, how do I give, how do I do that? How do I figure mm-hmm. out where everybody is, meet them where they are, and then grow them from there? Because you can't, I don't think that effective counselors, I don't, I don't think you're an effective counselor if you're treating everyone the same. You know, if you yeah. just have this, like, mm-hmm. this is what I do Basic. for everyone, then I'm right. going to go on them and say, well, you're probably not very good. Because I don't think that works Mm because they're all individuals. Mm -hmm. And that was the hardest part was really figuring out what is it that you need from me? Like, where are you academically? Where are you emotionally? Where are you socially? And then what do you need from me? And then how can I do that for you, Mm -hmm. you, 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 and you? I mean, and so it took a while. I mean, and, and in junior college, you don't have a while because you only have like our football team, I would only have them for three semesters because most of them would graduate early. And so you don't have four years to figure out their personality mm-hmm. and their needs. Right. You've got about a month, really. I mean, because 
if you get through summer and they and and you don't have that relationship, you might have already lost them. You know, mm-hmm. their freshman year, and so I you have to you have to learn quick. And so there's so much you have to be so aware and on your toes at all times, like watching what's going on to figure it out quickly. And did you did. did you take it personally when you know, for example? you would keep an eye on them. You'd say, make sure you're going to class with a pencil. And then they just walk right past the class and go home or whatever. Did you take that personally when they would do things like that, where you would give them that advice or they would say, yes, ma'am. Yes, Miss Brittany. I'm, I'm heading to class right now. And they just walked. I think, right wasn't it DJ you. law in the first season who took a pencil from you and then walked right out the building and you had to chase him down. <laughs> yeah. You had to chase Shout him out down, DJ yeah. law one more time. Shout out DJ. Law. <laughs> Probably or Isaiah. It could have been either one of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, either one of the two. No, I don't know that I took it personally, but I, it was always that reminder to me of like, <laughs> don't believe a word they say. Like, <laughs> like right, right. Follow up. That like, I have to be one step ahead of them because mm-hmm. like, you know, and I used to tell them, I've been doing this for 15 years, guys. Try right. Like, right. Try me. Look, there and she I goes. Say, like, you are not the smartest student athlete that's ever walked through my office. Like, I guarantee you, whatever you think you're cooking up, somebody before you already tried. So, like, come on with it. But I, <laughs> but they, there you know, you <laughs> and I used to, but I, it would, it would remind me that, okay, Brittany, yeah, like, you needed this reminder. Of course, he just walked right through the door. You know, mm-hmm. you're not one step ahead at this moment. And mm-hmm. um, and then sometimes it would make me sad because I would think you just have no idea. You don't know what you don't know. You know, DJ, yeah. like the guys that were Cam Carter, like you don't know what you don't know. And if you would just listen to me and do half of what I'm asking you to do, I will get you where you want to go. But I yeah. cannot get you where you want to go if you will not do anything I'm telling you to do. <laughs> And it's frustrating, you know? Yeah. Well, we mentioned, we mentioned, uh, you know, about 12 people that are in the NFL currently, and I would consider those success stories, but what, what do you consider a success story as an academic advisor to these uh, sports individuals? And then, you know, so what is that? What, how do you define that? And then what would be, who would be your person that you'd be like, this is my greatest success? Ooh, greatest success? I don't know, but ref the district is the greatest success. I don't know. (laughs) We're work in progress, to be fair. Um, Success story. You know, for me, there were so many guys that you you meet them on day one, and you would go, "Oh wow, I can't." I mean, you know, like there would be guys where I would think, like, "Yep, no, I'm not that good. Like, can't do it." And and then. It, you know, and then, do it. It then you click. do it. The relationship would click. A light would turn, bulb would turn on in his head. It, you know, I would get belief again that, okay, maybe we can't. And then it would happen. And, and it may not be the story. Like he may not be playing, you know, for the Green Bay Packers or have played big time D1 football. But the fact that he got out of scuba and went anywhere is close to a miracle, you know, and, and, and those guys are to me just as big success stories as Zedarius Smith is. I mean, because it was, a they were coming in on a different playing field than he was, you know? And I mean, it mm-hmm. was, 
it was harder to get them out. I mean, so there's a lot of guys. I have so many um, former athletes that are teachers and coaches now, which cracks wow. me up. <laughs> right. <laughs> and now they're getting they're getting the same treatment like, that you had to go karma. through. Like this is called karma, folks. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's awesome. but I love that, you know, that like that's where they are. And now they're mentoring young people, young athletes. I love that. Um, I actually have two former guys that are coaching at East Mississippi right now. Hmm. Um, that cool. I was their counselor when they were there and now they're back coaching. Um, you know, I have several like there's I had an athlete that played on our 2011 national championship team and he called me years later and he was hard. He was a hard case, came from a really hard, rough neighborhood, like just hard life. But he called me one day and he said, Miss Wagner, I don't know if you'll be proud of me or not, which kind of makes made me want to tear up. And he mm -hmm. said, but I just wanted you to know that I'm a truck driver. And he said, and I absolutely love it. I've never been this happy in my life. I have a steady paycheck. I have insurance. And I I never thought I would get to see anything other than Mississippi. And I have been to all 50 states. Or all, you know. That's all, cool. Yeah. And, and I'm like, you know, and I'm sitting at my desk and it's like, there's that moment of perspective where you're like, you know what? <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Like that is success. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's success. Like you are contributing member of society, taking care of yourself, living out the dream of seeing this country that you never thought you would be able to do. Like that is absolutely success. And so I, you know, I've got doctors. I have a football player that played that is now a doctor of pharmacy. Um, so yeah, like, so not only do they have success, but this is kind of like your success too, because you get to see they're paying homage to you, even though they might not continue their athlete athletic career or whatever, yeah. but they're still yeah. making yeah. it. And some of them, you know, That's that it. it never wanted to continue their athletic career. It wasn't their dream. It wasn't their goal. And, um, mm. and they did what they wanted to do. And so um, it's always well, fun to see where they are and what they're doing. Well, speaking of success, your school's, college baseball team or your school's baseball team this past summer were you caught up in all that going to games and i was there you were there on all the, and all the games she's so when proud you can tell just by look the look at that at her, she was she like so <gasps> proud and wasn't that the first national championship of any sort for the school yeah well, that's I mean, embarrassing but we <laughs> yeah that's that's amazing though it's they like have more football yeah, oh, yeah right great. Yeah, right. Wow. Right. All right. Thanks, Brittany, for coming I on. Thought, that was I, thought we had an agreement, Brittany. I thought we had an agreement for the next Somebody 10 minutes or so. You were, were going to support the team. Here's the proclamation oh that we made for you. <laughs> no more Done. proclamation. Brittany Wagner, Washington <laughs> Superfan Day is no that's longer. Hilarious. That's hilarious. Hey, uh, Brittany, um, if you could tell anybody that's like going to watch this or anything or just for anybody – how to like, especially in the world today with the pandemic and everything's going on, how to just keep your head up and keep your focus. What would you, how would you tell somebody that like the advice? You know, I that think that, um, I think first of all, I, what you focus on expands. It's just fact. So I always use the example of a basketball coach yelling. I always love watching basketball and hearing the co what the coaches say. Because when a basketball coach is yelling, don't foul, don't foul, don't foul, 
And then what does that athlete do immediately following that? They foul because yeah. the word that is expanding in their brain is foul. Like the action word that they're focused on is foul. And then subconsciously, like our brains can't differentiate between whether we're supposed to do it or whether we're not supposed to do it. So we do it. And so, you know, what we focus on expands. And I think when we're in a spot where we think we're stuck and we're focused on being stuck, we will remain stuck because mm -hmm. that's what we are focusing on. And so I always say um, to flip the script, like turn that part of the brain off and immediately switch your focus to what could go right. Like focusing on, okay, and rather than focusing on here's all the things that could go wrong, well, what are the things that could go right? And then stopping yourself and intentionally visualizing those things happening. Like stop and close your eyes. I, athletes all the time, I would say, think about like what could go right during this game. Stop, breathe, visualize yourself running the plays, running them successfully, like all the way, every play, like as long as you can sit there and see yourself playing well over and over and over. And when the negative thoughts creep in, flip them, like acknowledge, ooh, that was a that's a negative thought. That's a stuck thought and flip it to like, well, what's, what's the opposite of that? Because I think when we start to focus on what can go right there, it's just amazing. Like the power of the brain, you know, mm -hmm. and, and then it all mm -hmm. kind of starts going. Um, but we get so super fixated on all the things that could go wrong. I think one of the things that we can do to help ourselves focus on what can go right is to realize, well, what are our distractions in that area? Like for me, I, I don't need to sit in my house and watch the news every night. I get, mm -hmm. it, it depresses me. It, I, I get like, oh gosh, oh gosh. You know, mm -hmm. like, am I, do I, you know, am I okay? Am I okay? And so I've, I have this rule, like I, I will watch the news one night a week, you know, I mean, one to two, but I can't watch it five nights a week because by the fifth day, I'm a mess. Mm -hmm. you know, I don't need to be on social media like all the time. I don't need to read the comments. You know, I made a mistake this morning. I read the comments, but like that's, I don't need to read the comments. Like, I think we have to know, like, what are our boundaries that keep us unstuck? And then you've got to put things in place to like make yourself follow those boundaries. Um, and to keep yourself on that mindset of, well, what can go right rather than f feeling, thinking only about what can go wrong. I, I don't know You're about so you guys. Smart. I'm ready to run through a wall right now. Yeah, yeah bro. <laughs> Let's, go. Saying, like, Let's go. Give me well, the uniform. Two, two of us are back? prepared with our pencils right now. So <laughs> hey, we're, we're, on, definitely, we're definitely ready. For that. Brittany, I got off work. I had to get off work and rush home to do this. So oh, I wasn't, no. I was, you know, like. I wasn't all the way, all the way there, there but I'm go. here. I'll let you have a few of mine. We'll, we'll make sure that he's better prepared. You know bad for... friends you have? You've got some bad friends. He's got a Oh, let me tell you. Help you. I had a bad mic, and then Stoner, <laughs> the one with the polo, got a new mic and, and uh... gave the Amazon link to get this mic, but he already had this mic. He could just sit me his old one, but he made me buy a new one. It's, it, he was setting guys. him up to make sure that he, he's self-sufficient <laughs> right. is what it, what it was. So you're, you, I would say, have been pretty successful so far. You got the book coming out on September 7th. Uh, what can we pencil you in for for future success? 
What a good little segue there. Yes. Um, <laughs> what can you pencil me in for? Well, um, honestly, I don't really have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> this book has been all consuming. Um, so I, I, I do have a book, kind of a book tour, I guess, that we have put together. Um, I will be, it starts Tuesday here in Birmingham. And then I will be signing some books in Nashville this weekend. I'll be at the Georgia-South Carolina game um, the next weekend. I'll also be signing books at um, Ole Miss, an Ole Miss game, an LSU game, a Tennessee game. Um, so I, I will be doing the college football circuit, I guess, this fall. Very doing nice. things at all at some surrounding schools. So that'll be fun. Um and then, I mean, it's just book, 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 book for the next couple months. After that, um, I am a professor at the University of Montevallo still. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, I do that. I've cool. got that going every Tuesday and Thursday. I show up for my students. Um, and I have a TV show coming out at some point. Um, Strahan alluded to it That's this morning. Right. So, I guess I can say it out loud. But Courtney um, Cox, right? Yeah. And Courtney Cox will be playing me. So hopefully about the time that this book stuff kind of wraps up, maybe we'll be diving right into that. I don't know. How was that? Good morning. How was that this morning? Were you starstruck or were you like handled like a bot, like a boss? Well, I know Strahan, so I wasn't starstruck. Oh, wow. Oh, you know Strahan. <laughs> Whoa, sorry. That Did you hear that? Well, see, I know Strahan, so like, yeah. you know. Big time. Not even. Um, <laughs> well, Strahan's an executive producer on this TV show. Like, he's yeah. the one that mm -hmm. really started this whole TV show. He's a, he is, I'm going to tell you, that guy's the real deal. Uh, I, mm. I didn't know if he was the real deal. He's the real deal. Um, but so I, I wasn't necessarily starstruck by him. I was starstruck by the whole Good Morning America thing, and it's super stressful. Um, I don't. I've done a lot of interviews, so normally with interviews, I don't really get that stressed out about the actual interview. But man, I was. I, I thought I was going to throw up. Like I was, <laughs> it was super stressful. Just the whole, like, it's, it's like you got people in your ear and you got people and it's like getting there and it's four o'clock in the morning and you're like, Oh my God, it's just a lot. And so were you so there live the four minutes? Yeah. Yeah. She was live. She's wearing the same thing right now. She was wearing this morning. Good morning. I was America. live. I was yeah. live. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I actually assumed that you were just had like a green screen and you were just conferencing in. I didn't realize you were actually there. No, I was. Well, yeah, sure. yeah. 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 yeah I but was it was live. Live. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I'm. Yeah. So, yeah. Here in Birmingham. So gotcha. 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 But I'll tell you, like, they, they, uh, you don't have any, you know, they leave, they're good. They're good at what they do. They're good morning America, mm -hmm. let's be honest. But they um, tell you nothing, you know, until <laughs> like two seconds before. So you're like, oh, okay. But they sent a car to pick me up this morning. Like they, you know, they want to control, make sure guests are there, they're on time. So like I had this blacked out, souped up Yukon pull up in my driveway. It's still dark. You know, I mean, they have a car and they have hair and makeup people there. And like, it's, you know, you're in, it's crazy. And I'm in Birmingham, but I felt like I was in, you know, New York and, and you, and I, and you go in and you don't really know. I'm like, is Strahan doing the interview? Can anybody answer? <laughs> right. Are you sure it was good morning America or was the, the U S yeah. government that pulled you into a building? <laughs> did you hear what you, did you hear what you said earlier though? 
Courtney Cox is playing Brittany Wagner in a Monica. television show. Monica. That is amazing, right? That is amazing. I can't <laughs> wait to see her do it. Like, that's going to be so weird so, to did watch. Did they ask you? Did they ask you, like, is, is it okay if Courtney Cox plays you? Like, yeah, no, that's cool. Can you imagine that email one day popping up? In yeah, mind? right. <laughs> there was an e- and then it literally, this is how there it happened. There was an email. Email from Michael Strahan's team that was like the subject line or something and I'm like okay yeah right and I click on Spam. it Bam. this was you know like years ago a couple years ago and I click on it and uh and they're like you know hey this is so and so Michael Strahan's blah 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 and they go into Michael has a production company he wants to buy the you know that we want to buy the rights to your life story Courtney Cox is already on board to play you we would like to have a, a meeting with a Zoom meeting with you. And it's like, and I'm like, what? <laughs> right. Is this for real? And I totally right. expected to like log into Zoom and it'd be like four dudes like laughing hysterically. Right, right, yeah. right. Four of your former students set this whole yeah. thing up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it was Courtney. I'm like, oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. That's really, yeah. really awesome. You're a star. Actually, right, well, from um, Alabama, so she is from oh. the I live in now. Oh, so okay. I know that. Yeah, so she was joking that she spent thousands of dollars in dialect school to get her southern accent <laughs> to go away, and she got to find. she got to get it back. All right, well, Brittany, I want to thank you for joining us here on After the Whistle with Ref the District. She is a real one, not just Michael, but Brittany Wagner is as well. <laughs> Her book is coming out on Tuesday. It is Next Chance You, Tools, Tips, and Tough Love for Bringing Your A-Game to Life. And again, it is available September 7th, the day that this will air. Brittany, thank you for joining us. I'm Nathan. That's Trevor. And that is The Stoner. Until next time, be a fan. Be a fan.